0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the dominion energy reliability investment our new investment product offers competitive returns no maintenance fees and flexible online access to your money make the reliable investment in reliable energy the dominion energy reliability investment to find out more go online to reliabilityinvestment.com That's reliabilityinvestment.com.
2: This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month
1: goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020.
2: Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations.
1: We put this festival on you bastards with a lot of love. We work for one year for you pigs. And you want to break our walls down? And you want to destroy it? Well, you gotta...
2: back 4, it's episode 20 I think, I can't fucking remember, I keep messing it up every week, but look we're here and all the boys are back, everyone, myself Gav, your host, Ian, (laughs) Matt, and Grizz doesn't know where to put the tea towel out of doing the washing up, so he just has it on his head, but look we're all back, Um, welcome if you're watching on Periscope, um, and if you're downloading it later on, welcome, you're probably listening way later but anyway that's how it goes. Uh, the pod should be out around about 9 o'clock for download later on tonight. Right let's get into it. Ian you're my favourite you always are so straight to you. Um, West Brom or Liverpool 2, West Brom 3. Um, an absolute fucking disaster as far as I understand from start to finish. He goes strong doesn't he and it doesn't work for him. It really doesn't work from bar after about 5 or 6 minutes in it just doesn't work.
0: No, nah, mate, you know what? You can get away with going out the FA Cup if you like, if he'd have put Woodburn in, Solanke and, you know what I mean, blood of the few youngsters and that. But he did go full stint. That's, that's possibly our strongest eleven at the minute. Well, maybe shot the keeper and maybe one of the centre-half. But, yeah, it was atrocious. But the thing is, as soon as Liverpool score, you think we're just going to run away with it because that's what we do to sides. But they've just switched off. They've let them straight back into it. And the, the the rest of the game is just a shit show. The mentality of our of our side is just there. there can't be many weaker sides and mentally in the Premier. We are we are atrociously.
2: Matt, um, looking at the lineup, the, the minute one surprises me because he says carries is his number one goalkeeper. What last week, and I thought he wouldn't revert to this league this kind of league goalkeeper, cup goalkeeper sort of scenario, but he does. Um, the rest of the team, I think, everyone, you can't have any complaints about at all, can you? Well, was that about Migs or the team? No, just the team in general. You can't complain about the team. It was just a bit of a surprise the way he alternated the, the Mignolet-Carrius thing again.
1: Nah, the team was pretty much what we all thought it was going to be, uh, I reckon. Well, if you're going to pick a strong team, I mean... I wanted us to rotate, but if you're going to pick a strong team, it's it's what is expected. The Migs thing is a mad one. If you if he's been binned off, and we're bringing Carriers in, and um, for the FA Cup, you want to see Ward at least. Um, it's just it's just that thing where we've got this keeper sitting there. He's been on loan last season. He had a really good season, and we haven't really seen him. And it's not like the other two are pulling away and putting out spectacular performances. So it's a mad one that he wasn't lobbed in. It, if we're fucking mini-lay-off in the summer, then there's no benefit of playing him. We might as well try and see what Ward's about. That's why I'm happy Karius is in. We actually get to see what he's about. I'm not saying he's going to be the saviour, but at least we know either way, if he is or isn't. And then getting Ward in for FA Cup games will do exactly the same. Um, so yeah, I, I, other than the first team, I mean, the uh, front 10, the keeper's the only weird one for that.
2: Yeah, absolutely, Chris. Um, just going on what the two lads say, and you know they're both happy. I think with the lineup, um, you you predicted this lineup fairly early on in the day, didn't you? Um, you had a good guess at it, and it came out. Um, and you know, I, I, I see someone there. I think it's Kyle Williams is saying. No, sorry, not Kyle Williams. It's uh, Kev O'Sullivan saying Mignani is not to blame for any of the goals. So even though it was a bit of a surprise with him in. Um, he probably isn't directly, you know, playing for the goals. But just that lineup should have should have well enough to do West Brom. Now, I know going back a couple of weeks, we drew nil all with them at home. Um, Patino was even in that team, I think, at the time. But that team, when we see it coming in, we're going, yeah, he's gone. He's gone really, really strong. We should be winning this game. End of story. Do you agree? Oh,
1: hold on, before Chris jumps in, mm-hmm. uh, you said I was happy with the team. I, I want to fuck the Cups off. The FA Cup and League Cup. I wanted to see the reserves. I don't want to see that team. We've got a game on Tuesday. Top Getting top four is more important than, the, than them two Cups this season. So you were unhappy with the team then? Because <laughs> of... Yeah. I, okay. wanted, uh, I wanted the young lads coming in. Okay. I, I, don't was, I, I want them bested Even better. <laughs> Me
2: Keep too. Up. Okay, so both of them weren't happy with the team even though it was <laughs> the strongest team we had out. Yeah, I was going to say... happy cause... with it when it came out. But, Grizz, um, you yeah, guessed...
0: Where, you, you said... Is that the strong I said it's the strongest team we could put out, but that doesn't mean I'm necessarily happy with it.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. so neither neither of you are happy with that team because I oh, would okay. source it out, will you? I'm well, not listening listen to well, us. I was too busy parting the gargle from being honest with um, you. Um You picked the team. Let's get to it. You picked the team.
3: Yeah, but I'm the same as these lads. Mm-hmm. Even though even though it was barring maybe the full backs, you could make a good strong case for Robo. Just yeah. Hang on, how
0: could you say, with that on your head, I'm the same as the lads? Ah, you <laughs> boss,
3: So wait, a cloth, right? Just because I've got a cloth on my head, we're not the same anymore. We're not we're We weren't the same. We were same we're yes, we are, you can't. We're, we're <laughs> brothers from... <some laughs> anyway, but listen. Listen, basically, um, the decision that got me, the decision I think that got most people surprised and a bit baffled, Amused is the keeper situation because look, we've got a situation as Matt says, we've got a situation where we've actually got few offers for Ward in the summer, but he stopped him from going. Okay, so that's a positive for Ward. He thinks, all right, I'm in the picture, possibly for some games. Maybe those games were supposed to be for the the Rumblers Cup, right? But we get knocked out of the Rumbelows Cup early, so then you think to yourself, okay. He may get a game in the in the FA Cup, especially after Klopp's made it. I think quite clear that Mignolet's uh, lost his place as number one, and he's made it publicly clear, hasn't he? He came out to me and said that um, the other chap, what's his name? Good looking one, Carius uh, carius Carius is our number man. one now. Yeah. All right. So, he's, so, so he said Carriers is our number one. So. I could not, for the life of me, work out why he's picked the rest of this team as a strongest team. Right, a game against a Premier League opposition. Why are we still rotating our keepers? I could not understand. Well, I, thought, yeah. I thought. I thought. I, I, can someone explain to me? Because, maybe well, you sometime? see, the
2: thing is, the thing is, the only reason behind it is, is that if 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 Min-Re is number one, okay, and Minderé was number one with Carriers coming in, um in cup games and then he turned around and said carrius is now my number one he has to bring Mignele as his cup keeper because he can't just turn around and say that's the way it worked when you were number one but now that Carries is number one are just going to bin you completely and he can't because he has no trust in Carries. from my opinion.
3: He's not much more trusted in Carries than he does Mignalay. So if he completely Yeah but he's trust, got enough he trust in to, to make he still has to have a keeper there. He's got enough trust in him to make him his number one right
2: yeah, so, so hold that, on, oh, that, that's that's a flawed argument because it's like you know you're picking you're picking two in my opinion average goalkeepers, so it's not as if oh he's really I don't think he's confident in them. I just think he has slightly more confidence in them than he would usually. Now that's a set fair. At a low
3: base. Yeah, that's fair, that's fair. But I thought anyway, back to the original point of the team selection. Look, by the keeper, I'm like the lads that in terms of I didn't want a strongest, strongest lineup. I really <laughs> thought. really wanted Solanke or Inks to have a start he's he's complained about not complained but he has made a slight complaint about Emre Chan playing like every game since 2006 recently right with Hendo on the bench and it was quite apparent that Hendo was fully fit the way he came on for the last 30 minutes or so I expected Hendo to start Milner hadn't played for a little while Woodburn's been stopped again from going out on loan Sturridge has been training all week so the, the the I think he was serious about this game with that selection, but on, on in my opinion I think it was a time to and you could see our team recently has looked a bit tired and it's surprising because we've it's happened since the Dubai break we've had a nice little rest and we've come back looking tired and like with every player seems like they're running in quick in, in quicksand it's like it's baffling so I wasn't happy with the team lineup but as the lads say it was our strongest lineup but It just went to pot didn't it
2: yeah, now um Ian we, we get five minutes in and we open the score and um Firmino um we're a lovely chip and when he scores I think oh lovely nice early goal this will bring these out um first of all what did you think of the goal and second of all it should have brought them out to play and, and walked into our hands but it done the absolute opposite didn't it? Yeah the, yeah,
1: the
2: goal was
0: fantastic I mean, he's, he, that's like becoming his signature move the chip innit but I think I think Salah should score. Should definitely do better. It just rolls it along the floor which he tends to do sometimes the keeper saves it. And then for me you know just you know what I mean it's class. But you're right that's that should have encouraged them to come out. But we didn't give ourselves time to to get back in position or let the game go the way it would usually go when we're one 0 up because there was what was there? Less than a minute? in between goals, I can't even remember. About
2: Ninety seconds in around that. Was minute. there? Yeah.
0: So the way that the way the 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 phases of player would usually go, as we haven't given a chance to develop. It's just straight away switched off and they pull the goal back straight away. So and then after that we don't really ever get to grips with it. But the Liverpool like we've watched for the last twelve months, if we get an early goal, we tend to go on and get a second and then a third, you know what I mean? And put teams away. Yeah. But we didn't actually I don't think we we got the ball under control again until mm. they scored. So yeah, that's
2: where we went wrong. Kevin Sullivan says here 62 seconds actually. I thought it was around 90 seconds. Yeah. Well, he's saying 62 seconds. Um, Matt, we, we think we should know how this game will go when we, when we go one up. You're thinking, if, if that's 15 minutes in, you're thinking West, West Brom has sat back and sat back and we've managed to break them down. Now they're going to have to come out. But West Brom didn't seem to move from their shape for most of the game. They didn't play massively deeply. You know, they weren't on their six yard line but they weren't attacking, attacking us either, you know. They weren't they weren't pushing up the pitch, they just kind of found a nice place on the pitch to exploit us and I want to go to I want to go through it all which is and it's the fourth goal for me is it's a great finish, let's be honest man, isn't it? It's it's a top top class finish. But as the game goes on, it just showed air problems in defence and a top midfield after a midfield three that played against City who were superb. Um, Gab, get they, to the fucking question. No, they've been they've been very poor over the last two games. I think they hit a peak against City, and these last two have been really, really bad. <laughs> that That's <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that to you. I love yeah. doing that to you. No, no I'm only messing with you. I'm only messing with it's you. Like, it's like the Gab show, innit? No, the, <laughs> question, the, the question is, man. The question is, with how do we allow the, this team that didn't really show much? after 62 seconds to just open us up like that both both from defensive and midfield uh, priorities or the the way we
1: looked at it, how did
2: we let them go and do that
1: It was just well the whole game I'll talk about a bit as well the midfield was non-existent, that was my biggest problem for the whole game I thought Um, we weren't linking anything to the attack and then as we proved during this goal that you asked me about we had no defensive cover either. There was no one covering the runs. Uh, I think Trent jumps in for a tackle and misses it as well. So, only just. So that was unlucky. So he leaves the space behind. Um, and it's just, it, it's coming down to the midfield for me. There was no one protecting. We had Envy and Genie sitting and there was no one tracking runners. And we can't do that when we've got Massive because Massive's a pile of shite. We, you get people running at him and he's shit scared. He, he turns his back and tackles. He he doesn't pick up the runners. He, he leaves the space for so Van Dijk has to cover, and it just it stems from the midfield. And then we've got the we've got big enough issues behind there that we just can't make up for it. So as Ian said, if we hold it out for four minutes even, then we go on to win that game. The fact that they just run through and do it straight away, it, it just our heads just drop after goals, and that that's what I thought happened.
2: Yeah, I was second, um
1: the CSB is so open and
2: like they don't even have to do that much to score. You know The ball drops, he takes one touch to, to the right-hand side and he sticks to the top corner. Grizz, the defence as, the, the as a whole over the game, I thought were atrocious is the only word for him. Um, where did he go from here? Um, especially at centre-half, where did he go from here? I'm going to let Moreno off a little bit. He's been out for a long while, he was brought back in. I'm going to let him off a little bit on it. But centre-half was where do you go from here? What would you look to do, partnership-wise, to get something beside, like Van Dijk was poor, but I thought he was trying to out fires all over the place. Where would you go with this now?
3: It's got to be, it's gotta be um, either Claven, who's probably, last couple of months, been our most reliable defender, or Lovren, who's been much better since the Spurs debacle. It cannot be Matic. I mean, say what you want about the fella, about his calmness on the ball. And I think that's his... Oh, I'm really struggling to f- to find a positive or what Matic does well. Someone help me.
1: I I, I, I don't think he tackles well.
0: He brings the ball out of defence quite well, doesn't yeah,
1: he? Yeah, that's what I just no, said. He, he's he, he thinks yeah, he no, he thinks he does. He thinks he's really a Ferdinand. And he's not, no, 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 He's, fair he's, he's no I better than Pascal Segar. Yeah, no, it's, it's,
3: his, his calmness on the ball is probably his only strength, I can see. Now, recently we've seen him sort of do his um, angry moments. Have you seen his angry, angry rages that are <laughs> Actually, comedy. It's actually... it's a, it's a, it's a, it laugh a straw. Watching him try to, yeah, call it a straw. So he's trying to... He's trying to look angry that he's making his mistakes. I mean, if that was a Lovren, if that was Lovren putting that kind of performance, he would have been crucified. And he gets away with it far too often. And I'm you not going to hold back. Think, know,
1: we're we're crucifying him, aren't we?
3: No, today we are. But generally, the media, the fan base as a whole, compared <coughs> to the shit Lovren or Clavin would get, it's not fair. He shouldn't be. Our first choice along VVD, in my opinion, is. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd go with Lovren. It's the best what we've got at the moment, because he's not bringing Gomez to play centre half as much as probably the majority of us would want Gomez to come in to play alongside VVD. I don't think he's going to do that. Um, so, if take out Gomez from the equation, it's Lovren or Clavan. I'd go with Lovren. I don't think the goalkeeping rotation helps, especially when we're looking especially now we think that we've got VVD, we want to settle with a back four and a keeper. I think for the rest of the season, well, I don't think... He, will he rotate in the Champions League? This is my biggest fear now. What happens with the goalkeeping situation in, in, in for the Champions League? game? I think, my personal opinion, I'd go strong. I'd go his best back five every time. And that includes the full-back strength. We've been clamouring for his inclusion in the team, especially at home against weaker opposition. I think that was look with Trent. We put it down to one: he has to learn from as a young player. It's not his position. It's not his best role. And he's next to Matip. And he's next to Matip behind Bollocks. What's his name? Banana What's his fucking name, man? Shitface. Minule. Don't don't tell him. Oh, yeah. yeah, but 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 you know what I mean? It's like Trent, the only one you could make a slight case for look. It was a shit game. Trent had probably his worst game for us, but he's the only one that gets away with it. You can make an excuse for the rest. Including including VVD was abysmal. I think, look, one way of looking at it was, I think, as individuals, the midfield and the back five, if you clear the keeper, had nightmares all on the same day against West Brom. That's my my
1: explanation. I'm just jumping in. I'll have Clavin over Lovren. For the reason being, Clavin's a lot more, a lot better positionally than Lovin is. So you've got BVD, who's a very quick defender who can act as the sweeper and the cover, which Lovren used to do. But you don't need Lovin in that position now. So if you have Clavin, which is even though he's slow, he's positionally very good. He holds the defense together quite well, I think. And then but you've got what,
0: what you're doing then is what I said last week. I think you're then putting your new your new seventy five million Rolls Royce defender on the right side of defence when he's played his whole career at the left side of defence.
1: Yeah I agree. No, no, I'd you already
0: making it a bit difficult. What you play Clavin on the right side? Yeah. What? Oh, we have got a shit squad
2: if that's what we're doing. Do you know what, Ian? Um everyone knows that? everyone knows about um my thoughts on Matt um of being fairly fucking clear on them. I just don't like him. Um what the <laughs> What what do you what does, what does he bring to the team in your does he bring anything to this team in your opinion? Who, Matty? Yeah, because I'm not hold on, talk, Neil. Does Matty bring anything to this team? Like because you know usually a defender has a standout thing about him. He's a, he's a really good defender. Or he's good on the ball. Or he's physical. or he's able. You know, he's up for a fight. Or you know, or like you said, Van Dijk, he's a Rolls Royce. He can do that. can do it a lot. But what does Matty do that stands out? In his I team? already asked yeah, this question. No, I'm asking him. Because, because Matt is talking about switching it's, these defenders over. What does he bring to the team? I want to know, of him, what he thinks Matt will bring. Who's he asking? Ian. Me? Me. Ian. Uh, Ian. <laughs> yeah. Take that fucking towel off. It's affecting your ears. Uh,
0: not a lot, man. Not a lot. I think he's, I think, other than Van Dijk, I think he's the most naturally talented footballer at the back, centre-back-wise. I think Klopp sees that. I think Klopp almost wants him to be like... Another Hummels, do you know what I mean? But he's like like Hummels if he had AIDS for nine years. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Do you know what I mean? I I, I think he sees that in him. Because he he has got ability. You can see he's got ability. But he's not strong. He's not mentally strong. He's not physically strong. But he he can bring... When he's playing well, it looks good. Because he's got a bit more ability and a bit more class about him than, than, say, a Lovren or a Clavin. But he's just a liability. He's a liability. And... He doesn't deserve, he doesn't deserve to be in the side at the minute, Lee. Like. As a matter of fact, I'd be selling him in the summer.
2: Yeah, i um I don't know if, I don't know if selling them. I don't know yeah, I might agree with you on that. I actually might agree with you. Um Matt, moving on, I don't think Trent has the best game. I don't think um Moreno has the best game either. But as I said, I'd let Moreno off. He's coming back into the team after a fairly decent stretch out and as Grizz said, everyone just <coughs> has an absolute fucking nightmare at the start to finish. But it was a tough one for Trent as well, wasn't it? Um, you know, things didn't go right for him. He, he looked a bit he looked a bit jumpy at times, but it'll probably be good for him it? in the long run. That kind of game where he knows these things can go wrong, but he can always get back and get back playing well again.
1: But it's, sorry, go on. Shut up, you. Yeah. Um, Well He's a kid. He can't. Yeah. I, d- I don't like blaming him at all. Like, I don't like blaming G- Gomez. I said I want Gomez to have a little break, and that's what we're doing. Uh, it's not because I don't rate Gomez on i blaming him for anything it's just sometimes they need a bit of a break because they are kids and even though it's not maybe not physically uh, exerting, it's mentally for them they're only young like um, <laughs> at uni I could barely bake beans and they're on on a footy pitch trying to trying to impress millions of people but Trent wise yeah he's he had a bad game shit happens he's not a right back uh, he's getting put like Gomez Gomez is doing alright Trent's good going forward but we didn't know they were going to be so attacking. And they actually had a lot to deal with defensively in this game. And he struggled because he's not a right-back. That's not, it's not his job. He's um, I see him as our midfielder, at attacking-wise, in the future. And we've got this young lad playing right-back, which that's all we've got because Kleine's doing balloons or whatever he's doing. Um, so at the moment, that's all we got. And I, I didn't mind having him in. Like I said, I, I want the youth being in for the FA Cup and the League Cup. Um, so I think he had a bad game. And yeah, I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. He's okay. also, as I said before, he's got Massett next to him. So Yeah, can't help. Um, Griez, you want to come
3: in there? Just a quick one about Trent. Even though there's hardly any positives, and we all agree it was probably Trent's worst game for us. But, is it, but I tell you what, though, still, how old is he, Matt? 19th even though he had a car and everything what i loved about the kid was he still was trying his damn hardest to get to the byline to the last second of the game he didn't shy away from the ball he didn't shy away from risk trying to ask for it try to get those i mean look we've praised his deliveries recently about how his crossing's been on point and everything and how we need him to attack um teams that are going to play defensively as matt says that i think i hate saying this but i think uh what's his name the ship manager of this do
1: you, do, you know,
3: think, do you know anybody's think,
2: name anybody yes like genuinely matt. i could commit a murder and you could be witness to it and they'd say who done it and you would not be able to I'd i just need know. a little push you so like, say some, i know it's some everybody. tiny fella
3: <laughs> I just need stop. I know everyone's name I just need a little push but what I was going to say is I think and I hate saying this and I I can't stand the guy but I think he done a tactical job on Klopp I think we did not expect them to come at us you were saying earlier about they didn't really attack us well I think they did I think they had the perfect game plan they thought it's a cup game bollocks dude they. They, they didn't play like this in the league right but in this game in the cup game they attacked us from the flanks I think he knew he's going to play attacking fullbacks against him, and uh, you know I think um, he'd done a tactical job on us, and Klopp didn't have an answer. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, right. Moving
2: away from the defence, um, I was going to go on to to, to Mignolet, but we we'll, we we'll get there at some stage, no doubt. Um, the midfield, um, I just want to touch on them before before we finish up around the the lineup and stuff, Ian. Um, as I said, the midfield had done so well over the last couple of weeks last Monday night they weren't very good um, yesterday I thought they were way too open um, is there anything you would have done differently there last night No, I know you wanted to you know, use fringe players and stuff like that but looking in hindsight is there anything we could have done You know, maybe Henderson or Milner is there anything you, you could see where you go yeah he could have probably done a better job there than, than the lads because he looked very open and, and disjointed at times yeah uh.
0: Henderson looked sharp when he come on, but I wouldn't have started him. The, the only change I would have, made, I wanted, I would have played Woodburn in there just for a bit of creativity. That's what, I, that's how I'd have gone. Uh, that, that midfield three, or um, maybe not Oxley, Chamberlain, but Shannon and Wijnaldum, they to start the game really well. Or oh, that's it. They very rarely grow into a game. They very rarely go after twenty minutes. Right, fuck this! I'm going to grab this game by the scruff of the neck and I'm going to own this game. It just never happens. When Alden plays well, when we play well, he very rarely stands out over anyone else. And Emery Chan, he's been, he's been horrific the last two games, Emery Chan. He, sometimes he, just, he looks like fucking tree beard out of Lord of the Rings when he's ambling around the field. Nah, there's just... There's no... It, there's, they're incapable of opening their game mid-game, I think. And that's why we struggle against sides who defend deep and... You know what I mean? They're they're incapable of doing it. I know we don't like to talk about Coutinho anymore, but even when Coutinho was playing poorly, he was still capable of a 35-yard screamer out of nowhere or a free kick or something like that. He could always get a a moment of magic. Even Lallana's got it in him to up his game. But I just think Shannon Wijnaldum, they tend to stay at the same level throughout the entirety of the game. And if they start poorly,
2: they very rarely improve. Yeah, Wijnaldum for me, as I said last week, Looks a player suited to a game where um, it's an open game, or the team are completely attacking us, where he can get around and win ball, and like we said last week, he can move 30, 40 yards with the ball and impact the game that way. I think it's a,
0: it's an expectation thing. He's not expected to get the better of like midfields like City and, and Arsenal and all that, and that's when he that's when he thrives. It's when he's expected to be a better player than like that midfielder. West Brom put out yesterday, was fo- basically three central midfielders with no pace and Chris Brunt with even less pace, so he's, Wijnaldum should be a better player than all four of those players, and that's when he struggles, when, he, when he's got to prove that he's a better player that's when he, he just shrinks you know, he
2: very rarely does it like. Yeah, absolutely um, Matt you know, I think it was Henderson and Milner was on were on the bench yesterday and Looking at the bench, I think so. Not, not, not an awful lot there that can that can change a game. Lalana goes out injured. Um, the day before, I think was was it the day before on the Friday. Um, That's what we heard about it. Yeah, yeah. Big enough, miss him, wasn't it? In hindsight, because he's the sort that will get in around West West Brom and, and stretch them a
1: little bit more than
2: <coughs> than the lads in midfield did yesterday.
1: Yeah, the bench was a bit tired, uh, wasn't it? It was literally you look at that bench and there's no game winners. You think, all right, it's a couple of people if they're in form, like Ingsy or something, but none of them have played for ages. There was just there was just nothing that when they that three uh, substitutions came on, Endo, <laughs> uh, Milner, and Ingsy. It's just everyone was just, and what? what? What's this meant to do? Mm. It's not like you bring in. Uh, Coutinho or Mane or Salaron, which we would have been out to. If Coutinho was there. It was
0: just so uninspired and money. When you see yeah. those three names, you were like, "They're not going they to change." The,
1: the saviour is coming in.
0: Exactly. <laughs> even though they,
3: even though they did was, change, even though they did change the tempo of the game. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, they did. They,
1: they did pick uh, I it up. thought
0: Milner was awful. When he come on, to be fair, I thought he was awful. Chris, Chris.
1: I, thought, I thought Hendo was good, and yeah. I thought Ings was very excited to be on the pitch. He was. He was all over... He was just like a kid at a footy game. He's was just gone on. He was bouncing all like over the place. He like you on our pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was all over the
2: place, yeah. He hates being no, on I, this fucking
3: pod. I hate this pod. <laughs> but, do you know... Do you know... Do you know... Do you know... I'm, I'm going to criticise Klopp again because we've praised him a lot this season while the run was good in terms of his flexibility in formations and how he has changed things. And surprise teams. I agree again with Ian about the Woodburn shout. We all recognise Woodburn's a talent, and we all know Klopp in the last season and a half is is put his trust in Woodburn and played him quite a few games. I think you know. I think Klopp should have given him a game. And the formation since we beat the city with this formation, I think he's rested on his laurels in terms of tactics this 4-3-3 is i do you remember we discussed it that how predictable it can be and how predictable it can become especially if you haven't got a especially if you haven't got a, a a player uh in that midfield who can dictate the tempo and feed those i mean it's all good having three brilliant forwards you know and bobby mane and um Salah but it's very crucial you can have someone who can dictate the control and sort of the pace in midfield and also feed them at the same time if you haven't got that like I don't think in our personnel we haven't I don't think I don't think anyone in that in our in our midfield has got the capability of controlling a midfield dictating like a hate to say his name again Coutinho had then you need to adapt then you need to change the tactics he has got the players to play a slightly different system. He could have played two up top, maybe give Bobby a rest and go with Solanke and Ings up top. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There could have been Harry Wilson as well. He, Harry he Wilson, it in yeah. No, he is. And we we often say Klopp is a a manager who's got big balls. Right? He doesn't give a shit. He, he does. You know, he does believe in his youngsters, and he's a brave manager. Right? I I think he. I, th- I don't think he was the bravest manager. Again, that four-three-three, it became predictable. And as Ian says, look, it's when you—it's it's like when you see our team, you can always know how we're going to play after the first ten minutes. You have a great. There's not enough. There's not enough players you can grab the game by, uh, you know, by the throat and then sort of change and change that pace. We're very one-paced. It's either full throttle or we're limp. Yeah, absolutely nope. limp. Said, and that was a limp performance yesterday.
2: A few people on, on Periscope here have said that. Has the four three three become too predictable? It might be a point. Um, it may be a point where they know what's coming. They know the quality that we have in, a, in a f- probably the first <clears throat> forty 14, 14 players we have. And they're able to slowly but surely work it out. It could be one of those things. I think it's more than the Liverpool performance yesterday. Chris Horst, I mentioned his name a few seconds ago when I tried to get him in there. He says that Oxlade-Chamberlain, now the tree was probably the one that was all right amongst the three. I'd agree with him. And he got pulled off. Yeah, yeah. and he got taken and he got off. off. And the team was... For me, Octavio Chamberlain would be the best out of the three if you're going looking for a goal or looking to create in a, in a forward manner. I don't think Jano and Alan are as good. So that's did surprise when it came off. Can I, I, can I just say there,
0: yeah. you know when you've been on a, on a long run and then you'd eventually come unstuck and lose a game, it's surprisingly common that you do it again the very next game as well. Something just happens with your psyche. Do you know what I mean? You very rarely go right another run again. It's quite common for a side to lose one or two, or like not win for three or four after the run comes to an end. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know if they just take the take the foot off the gas and think, "Sam, that was good. What we've just done there for the last three months." But it, it happens more than you think.
1: Agree, but my issue with it is, is that it was a much worse performance than Swansea. I thought Swansea we were unlucky, um, but that was just. Fucking terrible. That was my main issue with that performance. Where we, we didn't improve on anything. We got worse. Yeah. And
2: and there's another comment here, man, for you just <laughs> not for you, but uh, Jack Boy one says um there was a complete lack of leadership and we lack leaders overall. Um you'd have to yeah. agree with him as well. I, I know Van Dyke will come into his own as a leader, I, <laughs> I don't know a little about that. But if you look throughout that team yesterday, you know, the keeper certainly isn't Van Dyke for me was trying to looked all over the place because he couldn't believe what was going on around him at times. I think in the midfield, I think Jean likes to think he's a leader but can disappear when he wants. And if you go through that team, I mean, even the players that are out, how many leaders, Matt, do you think that actually and quality, you know, genuine leaders do you think that's in this team or squad as a whole? We've got Meigs,
1: Matthew, <laughs> um, no, you look, as Bob, said, Bob, Bob, you said, you know. Oh is he still here? He's
2: a, uh, Bogdan, what Bogdan does is if anyone's ever watching, follow Bogdan on Instagram, he sits like on a mezzanine floor at Melwood, just looking out at the first team train and <laughs> takes pictures of a salad, it's fucking amazing I follow him on Instagram It's some Instagram game, he really does on, <clears>
1: Now, as you, as you were saying uh, well you touched on, Van Dyke is the leader, it's what we all wanted, it's what we all craved, it's what we all thought we needed, but there's no point in someone leading, if the other cunts around and won't listen, you look at it. And he's just, he's all over the place. His positional sense is fucking shocking. As Ian said, technically, he's a good footballer. Positional sense, shocking. And he's just shite tackler as well. So you've got, you've got Van Dijk trying to keep him in order. You've got him with Moreno on the left of him. who's just a fucking mental bastard and is halfway up the pitch most of the time. And you've got Trent on the far side. He was a kid. So as good as a leader as he is, he's never going to be able to control the whole defence like that. He needs someone next to him that can, can at least recognise when to step up or when when to not step up, and he just seems to be running out all the time. So it, Van Dyke had a bad game, but I'm not blaming him for him. You've got a cunt behind him, you've got a cunt to the right of him, and you have got a team playing shite. So he 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 can't keep all <coughs> that together while while doing a playing a good game. If he just forgot about all them and tried to play his game, I'm sure he would have put in good tackles. He would have done all right. The fact that he's trying to the whole defence, and you saw him turn around and shouting at people. He's trying to think for everyone. Then it's going to affect this game.
3: I got a great shout, and I just want a great shout about that. You know that because I actually think, and someone said it on Twitter. Today, I can't remember. I don't want to. I don't, I don't. You know, I want to give credit to the person who said it, but I can't remember who said it. But someone so you said it. I, you? So I'm going to pretend it's me. It's my point. We urgently need a new keeper and a new centre back. Before before Van Dyke gets that disease, the rest of the defenders and uh, um, the, uh, the personnel have got. We AIDS. don't want Van Dyke to lose... Eh? No, not AIDS. Well, some <laughs> like the but Van Dijk, we don't want him to lose his confidence, his arrogance, his strength. All the things that we discussed a few games ago, if he continues to play with the personnel that he's playing, because it does, it can affect players when you're playing with crap around you and no one listening, it can affect you mentally, and as I've said before, a lot of our defence, and definitely our keeper, are scarred, are mentally scarred, and there's no coming back from Mignolet, we know that's probably his last game for us, so we, you know, it's it's, it's paramount, it's of paramount importance that we get a, a defender that alongside him, whether it's Claven, who hasn't, you know, who's not that squad is fairly new to the game, but someone new and especially new keeper who instill confidence and sort of start fresh. Do you remember like when, when Hulia sort of just changed all of them kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Something like that needs to take place. And just a quick thing. I know we're talking about the defense and how crap they were. The midfield, again, we discussed it, but how many times did they run through and not one of Ox, Ginny or Emre took a yellow for the team? How many times where we were saying, fucking bring him down? Take the yellow card. So many times their midfield went through us and we kind of just let them attack our back four. There was no grit, determination or nastiness in that midfield in that first 45 minutes. We upped it slightly. Ginny sort of got into it slightly, ever so slightly. But it, it was not acceptable. There was not enough fouls even. Just take the foul. Do you know take
0: what, foul, right? Bring
3: the man down. So, so, so.
0: Do you know um, what? There, there's, there's an old saying. And it's like, give me 100... 100 good men, and I'll win the battle. Give me, a, give me one good general, and I'll win the war. Liverpool have not got an omnipotent general. We haven't got any. Well, we have. It's Van Dijk. So, they need to stop fucking about, give it to him, and just let him start to lead. It won't happen overnight, like the players around them, because like, like Chris just said, some of them are scarred, some of them aren't good enough, and some of them, you just get in a routine of get, being able to get away with certain shit. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, it, we, we had our captain yesterday, who can't even commit to staying at the club beyond the summer. So what if he turns around to like a youngster like Trent and says, you're not doing it right. You've got to do this. What's to stop Trent in his head thinking, fuck off you, end, you're getting off in six months anyway.
3: Mm-hmm. Do, that's, that's, do you know I'm what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Are you're you staying? Want... <laughs> quality point, Stan. quality point nicked off me.
2: <laughs> Come here, Ian, you, you, you've just touched on something there and it was definitely your point. That was a hundred percent not crazy, as I can tell you. i like am not nothing. Um, off. He doesn't even think for himself. Um, I was going to ask you because something came up on the periscope there, and it, the question was: Is the changing of goalkeeper and the situation around it, plus the change in the captain's week on week through the injury or whatever else, is a cause havoc with players' mentality going in game to game because who's leading us, who's in goal? Or for fuck's sake, it's him. you know kind of there's nothing settled. Is that do you think it's causing havoc with um with the way we're playing or the mentality of the way we're when we're going onto the pitch?
0: Uh, I don't know if it's affecting the mentality, because I don't think they're a particularly strong bunch of players anyway. But it can't help. It can't help. If you, you get used to a certain player's habits, don't you? And if, you've, if you play in front of a certain keeper, and you know when it, when the ball's in a certain area, he's coming and he's punching, then you'll uh, like adapt your game to, to wait for him to come and punch. If he changes every week, Karius mightn't be the one who comes and punches. So then you you think... Uh, the keeper will come for this, but and then he won't because the keeper the week before did. He might, he may not. It's pathetic. But as for the captaincy, you just stick, just pick a fucking captain and let him lead. It, it's a farce. Do you know what I mean? Like giving it to whoever's been there the longest, and that's pretty much what he's doing at the minute. Like Milner, fucking. All right, I don't want to bash Milner, but has he ever struck you as a leader ever? He just barely fucking talks. You got Henderson. Who's just got it by default. Now, you've got Emery Chan, who has got certain leadership qualities in him in terms of the way he's like hustle and bustle. But he's leaving. So we, why has he got it? He done the same with Coutinho, and then he left a week after. Pick it, give it, stop fucking around. Stop trying to be diplomatic to a group of players that are letting you down. And give it to the one shining example of who the, who the captain should be. And let the rest yeah, deal with like, it. Let the rest deal with it. Remember yeah, the, but the problem when he he they <laughs> took the captaincy? <laughs> <laughs> when they took the captaincy off Sammy Apia and just said Gerard's going to be the captain for the next ten years. Yeah. That's it. End of story. No arguments. And if he's a good enough pro,
2: he'll fucking just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, if you'd have yeah. given me the heads up there, I would have went for a smoke where they were going through that rant.
3: Um, <sighs> I want Gav, to- did you use your mobile to open up a can? A no, I no, didn't. No, no. What do you think? Yes, you should did. No,
2: I didn't. I used a, a bottle
3: opener. On the back
2: of your mobile? A bottle opener. It it just looks massive because he's tiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really, really close and now it's really cool. that yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> It looks like a shovel. Well, it's it's um, it's it's just a... I like, like, and that looks like a bottle of wine. So it's, it's only a miniature.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um what I, was, what I was gonna say because we got off the game because it's it's a pain in the bollocks really. Um VAR. Um First I Liverpool and Rob involved in VAR was uh, yesterday. Um of the match. Jesus Christ um, it, I, I hate it I fucking hate it I think it gives it, referees a way I, out to, I, to me if it continues on you won't need referees you just won't need them you just have a big fucking siren that just keeps going off when, the, when there's a decision mm-hmm. Ian um, I was talking to you off air before we come on um, I think them two decisions for VAR yesterday the <coughs> goal that was disallowed and the penalty I think they're easy decisions for officials to make but he went to VAR, what's your feeling on the thing overall, after seeing it involving your side for the first time? See, I don't think the
0: penalty is an easy decision to make, because they didn't make it. So, if it was easy, they got it right straight away, wouldn't he? Yeah,
1: but so, you, have to, you
2: have to get out of clause now, that's the problem I we have.
1: Well, that's the problem. No, you said that before, and I think you are chatting shit as well,
0: mate. I okay. got. So, no, I've got no problem with VAR, I want the right decision, What I've got a problem with it is the amount of time it takes. Then the referee, a bit like they do in cricket sometimes, they shit themselves and they just go up to the third umpire straight away because they don't want to be accountable for their actions. They've got, to, they've got to get out clause. I mean, or like a safety net, what so to yeah. speak. Yeah. But the standard of the refereeing in the Prem is absolute dog shit. So I've got no problem with them getting up. Uh, just think, if we get denied a penalty in the last minute of the league, uh, the last minute of the last league game to, to cost us the title, do you think people like you are going to turn around and say, oh, don't worry about it. At least we haven't got VAR to fix it. You'd want fucking VAR. No. You know what I mean? You, you, want it, you want it to be right. What they need to do, it, it's in its infancy, but what they need to do is start to fucking put like a, a timer on it, like a clock. You've got a minute. You've got a minute to fix that fucking decision or it's done. Yeah, because yeah. if, not, also, but if well, not, they'll start going to ad breaks. If if it goes as long as it goes, it'll start fucking Budweiser, that's grizz, come on and, and shit.
2: the They'll start opening up was left, right
0: and <laughs> center. Oh, oh,
3: honestly. On the if, if, they
0: start, the they start sponsoring. they start sponsoring the fucking VAR time. VAR brought to you by Budweiser. Honestly, God, it'll
2: go American. But I've got no yeah. problem with just the implementation of it. Sorry, mate. I'll come to you now. Uh, you, you went there about the last league game you were going for the title and stuff. Yeah, I get that. What The reason I hate it is is because them two decisions yesterday for me on force View, you know, if the VAR wasn't there, the referee should make that. I think he makes them two decisions. He makes them as the VAR showed him to make them. But I think nope. with that in the nah, back, he house, doesn't I think, he doesn't he does. I
1: think he No, it does. doesn't. And I think it, that, I think that goal, a... you can't even see it's offside <laughs> without the VAR. No one called it until it went to the, the video ref. Yeah, I... And the penalty, but the, the nice easy man. decision oh the nice. easy decision for the ref on the penalty is to not give it. Because yeah, I didn't but... think it was a penalty. I, I just gavel.
2: all don't life anything new. No, it's I just, not, no, I've no problem with VAR. I've no problem with VAR as a whole. I just think. Yeah, you uh, are. No, no, you I hate it. no. Let yeah, us finish. Yeah. No, now. I hate. I tell you why I hate it. I hate it because, as Ian says, it's in his infancy, and from day one, referees are now deciding. oh, I just I just won't make any decisions. Like there's players on the ground now doing this fucking doing this shit. Do you know what I mean? It's well, only like, think, three games old. He, that was exactly. Uh, you need to get a grip of that because all the players start following him over to the fucking telly
1: and everything. Yes. Yes. That, means, that, means the fuck yes. that so, was the base. main point I was yeah. going to make. Sorry, Matt. Don't take, don't take yesterday's game as that is what VAR is going to be. As Ian touched on, it's in his infancy. That is probably the first game that refs ever use VAR with other than the practice ones. He's, hmm. They're going to get better. It's going to get slicker. So it's not going to be three and a half minute breaks. They're going to get it down to a minute because they, they're going to know the after a few mistakes on VAR, they're going to learn what is good and what's not good to go to VAR, and it will get slicker. I mean, look at, look at rugby. It's a lot better, and it's okay once you've got a screen in the ground. The problem with Anfield is we've got no screen in the ground. so I, Well, to be fair, I don't even know if they're going to show it anyway. But give it a season, and it will get quicker. Because how long have we been moaning about refs? We can't just sit here and moan about refs, and then when they do something about it, we moan about what they've done about it. Yeah, no,
3: there's far
2: I'm too not, much no, money. No, I'm not, I'm not moaning moan about, about VAR as a concept. What I'm moaning about is we've watched, like, let's be honest about it. There's been a handful of games of VAR, right? I haven't watched them, okay? I watched the game yesterday. The first time I watched VAR, I happens to be involved in the first time in the Liverpool game. And you could see by the rest body language, he wants to go to this all the fucking time now. And just make the decision and be confident in yourself because it's going to get to the stage where a referee sees a challenge and he goes, no, I don't think that's a penalty. right?" And he plays the game on, and we're going to have all this shit around VAR all the time. He needs to make decisions, no, don't smash
1: My,
2: that out, my, my, my uh, main worry is, is that he won't make decisions anymore. Every little thing, he's just going to start fucking making
3: this fucking It's not, flesh, it's man. not, A, look, A, it's not for every little thing. There is specific guidelines, there's specific... Mm-hmm situations, incidents that they look at. My main gripe was there was not enough information relayed for the fans because the fans in the ground apparently had loads of mates out of the ground that said we'd never clue what what it was going to be uh, the referee for. What decision are we going for? Okay. the worst part of it for me was the player's reaction and sort of in between that should be cut down and that will be cut down. Because the West Brom players' reactions and behaviour towards the ref going to check it was atrocious. It was embarrassing, yeah, right? Really. Because there were just a bunch of dickheads who didn't realise that he's been ordered to go and check. He has, that's his job now, to go and check to see what the situation is. And he even says it to, I think the funny enough, he says it to a Liverpool player, he says to Emery, I have to still check it, even though there was something obvious. The speed of it will improve, Gaff." The communication will improve. And the most important thing, did I say the most? Yeah. The, no, most no, no. the most, yeah. the the most important thing is we'll get, we get the right decision 95% of the time. Because there will be 5% where it's, again, down to the person who's watching its opinion. Right? That's where it can get a bit shady. I see probably where you're coming from from that angle, because it's still, at the end of the day, it's that referee who's going to watch that screen, and it, at the end of the day, there will be some decisions where it is his opinion, right? But 95% of the time, if we're going to get to the right decision, that is all I'm interested in. Do you know, you know what this should benefit? This should benefit
0: the smaller sides in the Prem who don't get the big decisions at Old Trafford and Anfield and,
3: yeah. and, and
0: Arsenal and all that, I because they can't like
3: Spot well, no,
0: Listen, Liverpool, with the well-supported sides, the bigger sides have always got more favourable decisions because the cargo mental and the ref shits himself and is easily influenced. Yes. The, the smaller sides should be in favour of this because now that, that should go. That should be a thing of the past. So, like, like they say, the, the concept of it's sound. It's just the implementation of it.
2: But that will improve. It will yeah, get better. I'm, I'm willing to accept that it will improve. I get that. It's in its infancy. That's a, it's a very, very fair point. I just
1: the felt, players will
2: get used to it as well. Remember? Yeah, absolutely. And that's... Nats, VAR um, <laughs> brought to you by Snickers. It's got to be audible. Obviously. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it is. I, but I can go up with a smoke while they're doing it. So I don't... Like, <laughs> actually, I love VAR. It's my favourite team. Now, Nats, Nats is on Periscope there and says, the, even the supporters in the ground look confused. Like, I'd say half of them yeah. didn't know that VAR, VAR was part of the game last night. So, so when you see referees running off, holding their fucking ear and... Going doing whatever they're doing. Half
0: of them in the ground are probably going, what the fuck is here? But he right. made a good point, you know, Joe, on the game they said both managers were allowed were offered the chance of a one hour yeah. uh what what's the word when you're showing a video? Um oh yeah,
2: like a, a one tutorial. Hour, yeah. Tutorial, a tutorial, that's
0: yeah. it. Both of them both of them were offered a one hour tutorial and Klopp said, Yeah, I'll have it's it. Cool.
2: And you just went,
0: nah I don't want
3: it.
0: Yeah. So typical yeah, so they they all go they all go mental because they don't know the, the rules. Whereas Klopp's actually sat down and went, "I want to, know, you know what I mean, like a progressive manager, exactly. as opposed to an old old like Pardew. Yeah. He's probably not even that much older." Than and him.
3: that's why they were getting mad.
2: Yeah, Chris yeah. Chris Horstian says um, just after your Snickers show, he says, "VAR, it's in the game. <laughs> that is definitely what's going to happen. Yeah, it's <laughs> coming, yeah man. Like that's that. definitely what's going to happen." And um, right, lads, we'll move on for it because um, the biggest, probably the biggest talking point since this Coutinho stuff and all has been Liverpool's lack of movement in the transfer market and there's people on here asking and asking and asking about it. Um, there's three days to go to the window. Um, I think it closes at 11 o'clock on tw- Wednesday evening, sorry. Um, I should know that. Um, I want to take this back to the start of January because I've heard this stuff of if Coutinho is out and Van Dijk is in, are we stronger? And stuff like that. My main issue with that is No. You're not stronger. But two, you should be looking at the move forward, not just keep kind of keeping that same level or, or replacing. Matt, I'll come to you first. And um, we go back to the start of January. Coutinho, I'm oh, sorry, Van Dijk has confirmed as signing on the 27th of December. He signs on the 4th of January. Coutinho leaves soon after. Um, have we done enough since then, or do you still think? Look, Can we can get through this season, but what we have, we can make top four whatever the cup, are, but we can still make top four. Everyone needs to just calm down a little bit, and these next three days with nobody signing won't be the absolute disaster that a lot of people think it will be.
1: Well, you know me, I'm optimistic fan. I'd rather believe we can do it until the very end and then get hurt instead of being a grump all season and think we can't. But, <coughs> sorry. when you look at the team, continue out Van Dijk in, I think our starting 11 as a whole is slightly improved because we were so top-heavy. I'm not saying Van Dijk's a better player than Coutinho. That's not what I'm getting at. We were so good in attack and shite in defence. I think it improves us as a team. As a squad, we are significantly weaker and we really do need to improve because, as we saw yesterday, we've got zero options. So Coutinho could come in. Play off that left, and and we can drop Manny. Then you got Manny coming off the bench, or or Salah, or Firmino, and we we haven't got that now. So even though I still feel our team is slightly stronger, we definitely definitely need someone in, and that's why we've gone and got Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I just seen
2: it. I just I just seen it. I just... <laughs> Tino 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 is just arrived at periscope and just literally put and Ben Webb's done the same now literally just a bus and two choo <laughs> behind it um, I swear to God LeVar fucking hell I hate him I hate him already <laughs> This is too much <laughs> Ian um, I agree with Matt I think we were top heavy I think overall you know that improvement in the, or that supposed improvement in defence with Van Dyke coming in probably does make our starting 11 better my argument would be just I still have Coutinho in it and your your grant, He plays in the field, and, and you're even stronger again. Same question to you. The next three days for you, is it imperative we sign somebody, or do you still go with? You have to trust Klopp if he believes in these players. And you know this, he can't get the players he wants right now, which I think is another myth. Um, if he can't get them now, do you think you can trust him to get this team to top four by the end of the season? I I think we'll finish top four. At the end of the season That doesn't mean
0: I don't think we can be Strengthened right now I, With me You know what If you give me the option now Of getting top four With this squad But then Klopp's got Four players That he wants in the summer And he's getting them all Then I'd take that But if we get to the summer And we only spend I don't know 70 million pounds then I've, then I've got serious questions To ask You know what I Because mean? then we've just po- They've just pocketed 70 million in their last pocket you know what I mean? So th- that's what I'd have an issue with. I don't. I don't like going mental before I know what the final outcome is. do You know what I mean? Because it, it it it's stupid. You're moaning about something that has not happened yet. But do do we need more? Pro- the last two games we've been flat as shit. But before that, we've looked outstanding. So do you know
3: what I mean? I was. What Matt's saying is right. Yeah, going. What's what's Matt doing in your living room? You, yeah. Now, can you hear him?
0: I've just yeah, made him get back yeah. on the couch. There. I need a fucking broilers. i your own know, message, Chris. I wish
3: uh, <laughs> it worked
0: on Matt. Yeah, yeah, he's back down. Yeah, but what what's right is Matt's right. We could probably afford to take a few goals from our front four because we, we scored that many and try and shore up the defence a bit better. So they've done that. They were thinking, and he's right again. We're probably... We, there's an argument to say that we're a strong unit we're not a stronger squad because Coutinho will fill two positions but there, there is players out there absolutely out there who we can sign Do you know I mean? even only I was just watching Leon Bailey today he just looks a beast at Leverkusen at 20 and don't Leverkusen aren't turning down 50 million pounds to him? they're not so it's frustrating if if Klopp has got a plan and he's going to be back to the fullest then I, I'll back Klopp but at, the concern I've got is that all the money won't get reinvested. Do you know what I mean that? That's my concern, but you can't moan about that at the moment because you don't know what's going to happen in the, in the near future.
1: Okay, Chris. I didn't give my prediction by the way. So Sorry, go ahead. I I'm jumping. I think if we don't invest and we go as we are, we scrape top four. We come fourth. And we probably on Unless we're really lucky with the draw, we'll probably go out next next round in the Champions League. But if we strengthen someone good, like, like Amarez or Lamar, someone that gives us options up front, we'll come second and we'll get fair in the Champions League, unless we've got a really harsh draw, like a Madrid or a Bayern. Madrid isn't a harsh draw right now. And being honest with you, they're all over the fucking shop. 4-1 last night, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, don't mind that. That's That's... That didn't happen. Forget that. Uh, that doesn't suit your argument. Uh, nah, mate. I'm fucking sure it I'd doesn't I'd take the D to the coach. All you're, you're using bus emojis. Bad. You're using bus emojis to serve as your argument. So, you know what I mean? Um Gris, lastly, come to you. Um You've been suspiciously quiet um over the last week or so. I know you're in Butlins. I know you are using the KFC Wi-Fi. I know all that, but apart from that, we've been really quiet with regards to transfers. Um, same question to you. Um, is it a case of being weaker going into the February onwards? Or do you believe, no, we've done okay, no need to panic, and we'll make top four by the end of the season? What's your thoughts?
3: I just think, I just think it's a risk without bringing someone in and I don't think it's a necessary risk I still think we get top four but I think it's a struggle if we go as we are and that's the problem we don't need to struggle we if we bring in let's for argument's sake bring in Amares it helps so much to the, to the way our team is set up and play because of what, what Phil brought us in, Matt, in, in, in what Matt said earlier, in terms of Phil covered two positions, he could easily have rested one of the top three where Phil can cover and Phil can always play as a midfielder. And that was the beauty, and we, we've mentioned him too many times already for someone who doesn't play for us, but that was the beauty of him was that he covered two, two places and hence why the squad looks significantly weaker with just one player absent. Normally you think to yourself, well, that doesn't make sense. Just because Phil's out, how can, and and VVD's in, how can suddenly our squad look so significantly weaker? But it's the fact that he covers two positions. The reason why I've been quiet is because there is absolutely nothing going on. There is nothing going on. Liar. It's, It's Klopp. It's Klopp. Klopp, as Ian says, look, we have, it's very similar to the VVD scenario in the summer where he's kind of unless there's a change of plans and in the last three days, he's kind of adamant that he will wait for his prize. And as Ian says, if we could somehow have a crystal ball and say, look, we're guaranteed fourth this year, right? But we get to spend the whole of the film money and more and get his three to four first-choice players. We're guaranteed to get them in the summer. Then you can understand, or, you, or some fans may be good, could trust in Clock. But knowing our history with Liverpool and everything and how FSG can be sometimes in terms of getting transfers over the line, there's not much faith, I don't think, in the fan base. I think the fan base demands a player more than Klopp. And that's slightly worrying for me. Because if Klopp demands a player, we get that player. Now, whether it's Lamar, Mares, Cater, in early... I just worry, I don't think Klopp is dem- as demanding as the fan base seem to be. And it's it's, it's it's a straight, simple case of either we just trust Klopp, like in the summer with the VVD scenario, and he's got just enough, just like last summer where we just got to the drop four without investing in last January. My worry is it's a risk and it's an unnecessary risk. We don't need to take it. I think we're in a position where we can bring in you know, we're not asking him to break the transfer record again as you know as sort of just or go and spunk ninety million, for example, for Lamar, which is stupid. Lamar's not a ninety million player. He's trying to get away with it, and I don't think he needs to. I think he can sort of relax his policy of sort of patience and trusting in the players that he's got. I do think we need a a, a reinforcement this summer uh this January in the next week or so. If Sturridge goes, if Sturridge is allowed to leave, and this sounds stupid because Sturridge is of no use to us at the moment. Right? But if Sturridge goes and we don't bring in a replacement, I'll be shocked. But if Sturridge stays, I don't think anyone's coming
1: in. Yeah. Hey Chris, with all your, all your contacts, didn't the Monaco chairman say they'll accept like sixty five mil for Lamar? I don't, think, he was 60, well. I don't think I I don't, I don't think he gave a figure, but he said we're willing to
3: negotiate. He, he's pushing them out, though, isn't he? Yeah, they are. No, he, Lamar doesn't want to be there. Lamar wants. Lamar's doing a fill. Don't listen to what he's, all that, that bullshit about his injured whatever. Lamar's doing a fill. It's whether Klopp thinks that he's worth that. Klopp's that type of manager where he's very hands-on in terms of just like Arsene Wenger is, in terms of his, this is where I don't think we've got a, a strong director of football in terms of Edwards demanding... You know, we bring a player in. I mean, FSG are happy to go with whatever Klopp says, mm-hmm. and there seems to be a sort of a lot of power with Klopp in this scenario where Klopp is sort of adamant that he's got everything in control. There's sometimes it, just like Wenger, and we know where it led Wenger. Wenger's sort of in a, in a in a in a tough situation. I don't want Klopp to be in a situation like Wenger where he decides on transfers 100. percent I think sometimes he needs an input from someone else from outside to say, look, the squad needs a bit of a boost. Imagine the boost as a fan base, as a club, if we brought in whatever Lamar, Mares or Keita last minute. And and that plays a big part psychologically as well. Right.
2: Um, All fair points. (coughs) Sorry, Gris, just quickly. If we stay as we are, do you think we make top four? Just yes or no? Yeah, we, we get top four. Okay. All right. Okay. Here's my view on it. I, still, I think we get top four. Um, I think the squad can get top four. I've no, I've no issue with that. The issue I have is, going back to the summer, we were told that Coutinho couldn't leave Liverpool because he told Barcelona they had no replacement. It's too late. We have no replacement. We haven't got enough time. Now, five months have passed, and we've had all the time we need. And he leaves, and we've no replacement, Okay. Um, sorry there's a lot of noise coming from something there, I don't know what it is. Um we we'll walk through it. Um, no it's not me. No. No it's, No it's for me and I think because there's a constant noise barrier coming up and or a noise thing coming up There we go. but it's sorry. Um, so he he leaves, okay, after five months of everyone kinda of knowing what was about <laughs> to happen. And we haven't signed anyone. Okay, we should always look to strengthen. Now we've argued if Van Dijk comes in and Coutinho leaves, do we strengthen? We probably strengthen the eleven, probably, but we definitely don't strengthen the squad. So if three days comes and eleven o'clock on Wednesday passes, and we don't have made, we have not made a signing, we are weaker. Okay, that's not the way we should be running. We should be <coughs> always looking to strengthen. Okay, Lemar, yeah, we should always be looking to strengthen. Okay, that's the way I look at it. Don't ever stand still, don't ever tread water, don't ever go backwards. We will be weaker going into February right up. Now, I still think we we'll make top four, but I think we will be weaker going into the last part of the season. With Van Dijk and the team, it's a positive. I think not having Coutinho is a bigger negative. The talk around Sturridge leaving, we should have went out and replaced Sturridge. Okay? Maybe the summer, definitely this January. And the reason why is because if you bring a player in, you can say he's in the squad. Firmino gets injured. We can bring this player in. Sturridge is of no use to Klopp. He's been fit on numerous occasions over a really, really busy period for Liverpool. And he has never been used. Not one minute has he been used. He's been fit for the majority of the special period. And he was never, ever used. Okay? So he should be replaced. So what we're going to do is we're either going to stand still with Sturridge when he's not used. Oh we're going to let storage go. I agree with grades if we let storage go we definitely bring someone in. This is my issue with January as a whole. We should have we it's it's quite obvious what our problem is. Goalkeeper is definitely a problem. Defender is a problem. They went and they 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 done the business on that. A forward should have been an issue or should have been an issue that we sorted with with regards to the way storage is because I don't think you can rely on Solanke. Oh look there's trouble in Dubai. Um I don't think you can, um, you can rely on Solanke. He's too young. And I think Eames is coming back from a long-term injury. And you can't rely on him either. Overall, if we don't sign anyone this week, we have gone backwards. And that is not acceptable. That's my yeah. only view on it. My only view on it is, we, it's not acceptable to stand still. And I don't buy all this, it's tough in January. That is complete and utter bullshit. And, and I don't care what anybody says. Okay, Manchester United last week went down and done a deal where they took a player and swapped them directly in something that never happens. Swap deals never happen. They put a huge amount of table on the on, on the table for Alexis Sanchez and they got it done. right? In supposedly a market that is too hard to deal in. And this is my issue with Liverpool. Grizz, you say if Klopp wants a player we get him. Klopp wants players. Klopp clearly and all this stuff we waited the summer, so we waited the summer for him. Targets, and I don't think is, he does, Matt. Uh, uh, are you telling me now? Are you telling me now that Jurgen Klopp is sitting at Melwood day in, day out, and he does not know what player he wants for this club? No, he does. Right, he does so, know what players so, he wants. So, so that's and, the problem. And if he if he knows the player that he wants, okay, mm. and if we go on the premise that money talks, okay, and if you do enough, you will get the player. Why aren't we doing it?
3: What I'm saying is Klopp is playing the role of accountant as well. Which is worrying for me. Klopp is not saying like Mourinho does mm-hmm. or Pep does, do what you got to do and bring me that player. I think Klopp is. I think Klopp knows what he wants and he's willing to wait because he knows either he can get him at sort of a better price in summer, which is debatable as well. Because you're to remember Cup, yeah. Lamar. Yeah, it's World Cup, year, but Lamar's not a guaranteed starter for France, so there's not so much mm-hmm. of a worry in that sense. Okay? It's a tricky one, man. Go on, Matt. You was going to butt in and say
1: something. Yeah, Gav, you talked about standing still, moving backwards to tread and water. Yeah. Can you tread water? Yeah. Because I think mean, you think Through the eye of a needle. <laughs> I'm fairly I'm pr- certain you go down for that brick on the bottom of the pool and you don't come back up. I
2: <laughs> carry arm
1: bands and I like
3: carry ladders everywhere. You know that.
1: You can. going to make an. going to make a what? fucking important point. Nah, that. Nah. Right, no, no, no. Do do we? <laughs> no, it wasn't. But one just came in my head. Now, do we pay ninety million for Lamar? No. Hold on. on, hold on. No, hold on, hold do, no wait, hold wait, on, wait, wait, no, no, that, no, wait. Like that. That's my question to you. I'm asking you one. If that's the option, if, if, if you wait, 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 wait. Get I'll on the line. Let me explain it. Fucking Christmas dinner. Right, if Clop wants lamar and the option is buy him now for 90 million do you spend that on him yes
2: if club wants lamar and the price oh, is yeah, le-
1: yeah, yeah yeah yeah
2: if club wants lamar yeah. Yeah, you're hungry chris chris is, talk, is talking about club wants players and if he wants them he gets <coughs> them right if, if if lamar if lamar if liverpool want lamar okay i don't believe 90 million is the price i never did first okay? and foremost all right so if he wants lamar right all this, he's wait, he's willing to wait till the summer. Stop fucking saying that, okay? He wants the player. If he wants the player, we have the money to get the player.
1: Get him now. Cool. We we're already going off what well, Chris has said, so it could Matt, be absolute shit. Well, hold, hold on a minute, Matt. We're all, not all, no,
2: hold on, hold on. we're all standing here, and we're all saying we, we think we can make top four,
1: right? Well, I think between
2: the four of us, we all agree we can still make top four because yeah. of the squad we have. And look, we've had a couple of bad games. We're gonna, we've slated the players, we've slated, you know. Clock, we've stated goalkeepers, everything else, right? But what I am saying is, what happens if we get to the end of the season? And it's not, you see, the risk of us not making top four is heightened by the fact that we let Coutinho go, even though we signed Van Dyke. We should have moved forward. We should have moved on where we were toward in the table, and you know what, we're going to make a signing or two here, and we're going to doubly make sure that we make top four and push on into next season. You have a player having a six six month run in, okay, out of a, a position, right? What happens? Hold on. What happened? Oh, there's loads of time we've all night. What I'm saying is, what happens? I'm not gonna you... watch you. Hold on, You're just are with me. All right, okay. What happens if we get to the end of this season and we don't make top four? And all these players that he's spoken about and are, oh, he's willing to wait till the summer. They won't be there in the fucking summer, lads. We'd be playing Europa League and we will be scraping around at 30 and 40 million pound players. And the excuse will be Asher Klopp likes playing with them players and he likes developing them. And there and, and lads, I, I hope I'm wrong. Because if this fucking goes down where we don't make top four, there is going to be absolute fucking Hell, Because to right. be, be the How? Because, because we've sold the player for £142 million, pounds, right? and you can make out that Van Dijk was bought with this money and that money. The Van Dijk money would have been spent in June last year if we hadn't have fucked that up. So that whole idea of Coutinho money being spent on Van Dijk is another fucking myth. So we need to move forward, myth. and we need to move forward... As quick it's as another minute. Every, every single fucking window we need to move forward. But look, have uh, if, if I said anything else to say on this before I move on? Because I no, have, have go we fought? You just spoke for eight minutes. Yeah, I, can, I did. I did because I'm sick and fucking No, but he tired. wanted to get I'm up his man. Come on. I'm absolutely sick and tired of people Let him. giving me Prove fucks. Move on, Gav. No, hold on. Give me excuses about waiting till the summer. They'll be replaced. Do you think are doing <laughs> I'm fucking sick of it. Lads, Lads, green. Last question, uh, Umara. I've been told that's how you say it, Umara. Okay, um, um, Umara. Umara. Right. Umara. That, that, that lovely person. And um, she asks, um, the football. We all love the football. We all watch it, and some of us have probably played at some stage. I know Grizz has medals from Leighton Orient sports days. Um, show sure you, they just, just Ian, is there any other sport you watch? And if you could pick one sport and one sport and great moment from them, what would it be? Oh fuck it now. Yeah, I, I watch most sports,
0: mate, I'm a sportsman I'm not a I'm not <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> What I'm saying is I'm not a big fan I'm not a big fan of uh tennis, I know how mad it is, because I think it's just loads of public school boys running around. I'm not a fan of it. But tennis if I tennis had... and what? What? Tennis and what? You're not a big fan of
3: tennis and just tennis? I just what? said tennis. You were too busy laughing at your own shit
0: joke. No, I didn't, <laughs> so, I, I didn't I, laugh at
3: your
0: joke. I just laughed. I'm, 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 I'm this close to hanging up. Ian's on,
2: Ian's on the edge now.
0: Honestly, I've been on this podcast since fucking Thursday. <laughs> uh, of yeah, so, but I'm a fan of boxing. That's it. I'm a fan of boxing. I, I was going to elaborate, but can't be asked. So, yeah, boxing sound. Oh, I, a what would be
2: I'll a moment? What would
0: be I a moment like would be uh, Nigel Ben getting our, getting back in the ring and destroying Gerald McClellan. Yeah, you've seen be, him before. I, yeah, absolutely. I have, yeah. That's my me, me number one box, boxing match.
1: OK, uh, Matt, pick a sport, pick a great moment from it. Go. Uh, the only other one I really watch is mixed martial arts, mainly UFC. Mm-hmm. And the big moments. Forrest Griffin taking the title from Rampage Jackson. And Rampage Jackson had been through the whole division. He was an absolute unit. He was a beast of a man. He was just an angry bastard. And this little geeky white boy, this scrawny little wrestler, comes in and just wrestles the fuck out of him and takes the title. It was just. It was something no one ever thought would happen. And and he went on to defend it once, and then that was him. He was done. He was happy as Larry and fucked off.
2: Okay, I must get the name of that then two-fourths off you and I'll watch it on YouTube afterwards. i Jackson and follows Griffin. Okay, cool, I'll definitely watch it. Grizz, um, another sport and a great moment from it.
3: Just a quick one. The, uh, cricket. I'm a big fan of cricket as you've seen my medals in the past. <laughs> um, uh, the the, the, the one, 1992 gold. One medal was for type diabetes though because Ian told us that. <laughs> Ian's a prick, anyway, ignore him. <laughs> And um, the 1992 World Cup Pakistan lost all their games Just about to be Knocked out of the World Cup And then Imran Khan Comes out of An amazing speech Where he says Just play like Cornered Tigers And we go on to Beat England in the final Happy days Came home from school That day and realised We'd won the World Cup In Australia One of the best moments Apart from uh, Football In my life
2: Okay um, i go last Golf is the The sport I watch And try play A couple of times a month um, Loads of great moments in that you know major titles and royal cups but the one for me is definitely Sergio Garcia this year and um, winning this first major he's my favourite golfer of all time and um, so I definitely go with him lads it's been lively um as usual um, emotional when we get off here you now we we'll probably fucking kill each other we'll have an emotional breakup and that'll be the end of it we won't get to episode 21 probably that's been episode 20 of the Fatback four and um, thanks for joining us and um, it'll be out to download later Ian Matt, Graves, I've been your host, Gab. Thanks for being Cheers. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.
1: Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball.
2: Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever
1: someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying.
2: The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money?
3: Geico? Yeah they were our team sponsor.
2: Geico. 15 minutes could save you
3: 15% or more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver?
1: Los mayores se respetan.
3: Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya. Yeah.